Hello and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Jeremy with Liquid Courage in Chicago. I'm Oliver with Speakeasy Trivia in San Francisco. I'm Brittany, a.k.a. Ginny Pond on Twitch. And I'm Aaron Mayers with Trivia Smash in Fargo, North Dakota, Trivia Hub around the world and wherever other fine questions are sold. Okay, time out. Time out. Who? Who are you? Wait, how did you get on here? Where did you come from? What in the world? Who let people onto the show? Brittany, is I this s- your fault? I snuck in in a Corey costume. Oh, I was going to say, I could have sworn Corey was here. I mean, did you, you did you use uh, that sticker he sent out like the, of his face? Like you just had to put that over your own face, didn't you? I, I, I guess my I guess my uh, hey, Jeremy voice kind of worked for you a little bit. And you just let me in the door. Not yeah, my I, just, fault. I just thought Corey wasn't high yet. That's all. You're just letting everybody in. That's the only problem. Right past security. Right past security. Um, OK, so guys, obviously, I would bury the lead here. Aaron, uh, joining us for the first time here on Quadrivia. Aaron, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do. Yeah, so my name is Aaron. I am a trivia host, have been for the better part of a decade, uh, actually over a decade now. I have worked in many venues, but for the past year, I've worked for an online trivia company providing corporate and personal trivia games. And I've also been deemed ruler of Narnia by many people on the Internet. So I have that going for me as well. So you're we call you Aslan. Is that what this is now? Aslan. That highly of yourself? Aslan. 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 I'm not Billy Gunn. I'm not an ass man. <laughs> ass man. Aslan's I'm brother. An ass man. <laughs> jam, oh, jam. and it is devolved already. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Aaron. You fit Thanks. right in. <laughs> I warned you. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you, uh, your experience comes from a lot of um, good uh, private events and stuff then, too, if you guys are doing, like, corporate trivia. and Well, before the pandemic, before everything shut down, I was doing more live stuff. I'd be doing two to three shows a week, and it was, you know, helping. But then everything shut down, so someone I helped in the Fargo area had a startup company that they were working with, started with them. I've been with them for over a year now, and it's been going Fantastically. Awesome. Uh, please tell me they're called Woodchipper Trivia. They are not called Woodchipper <sighs> Trivia. They are Missed called Opportunity. Trivia. Uh, uh, I know. Please tell me they're called Don't You Know Trivia. They're called Little Fella Trivia. And <laughs> after you say that, everyone goes, Yeah. <laughs> you almost Canadians. Yep. So, oh, South well. Canada South. What does that make an Upper Peninsula person, then? I'm curious. An, a youper. A youper, yeah. Don't you know? Yeah, they're called youpers. But they're even more Canadian than I am. Mm-hmm. Are they, though? Water's not a good insulator. Land borders, those are really solid. <laughs> By Water's definition, fluid. yeah. <laughs> Water's fluid. It shifts. Yeah, I guess you could just swim across, you know. You could. I mean, you could swim you across want? Lake Michigan, Jeremy, and get up to Canada. Yeah, you could. This is very true. Um, could, I would yes, probably die, um, but <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a thing that could just, be done. Just get better at swimming; it'll be fine. <laughs> it's Grow not the size of the hair. lake; it's the determination of the swimmer. Wait, are we, are we talking about pregnancy now? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Okay, I just got that. <laughs> Step one to swimming to Lake Mich- through Lake Michigan, evolve into walrus form. <laughs> Hey, I've step read those two. Books. There is no step two. <laughs> I watched that Kevin Smith movie. It was terrible. Oh yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. I was making an animorphs joke. Oh well, animal. Okay, animorphs is much better than Tusk. I give you that much. The, the, Tusk was a good song by Fleetwood Mac. I, I say that's a very low bar. <laughs> yes, Tusk. The Tusk. Yes, Tusk. The Fleetwood Mac song is miles ahead of Tusk. The Kevin Smith movie. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm a Kevin Smith fan. I love his movies, uh, whether it's for the dumb humor or just like uh, whatever. I've, I've watched him since I was a teenager. Um, but yeah, Tusk was bad. It, it was bad. Let's just be honest. Hey, at least it's no yoga hosers. <laughs> Haven't seen it yet on purpose. I'd, I'm afraid. I'd be very. That's all I will say. I be swear very. you made that word. Those words up. Oh, no. Nope. It's a uh, Kevin Smith movie starring his daughter and I forgot who else. Isn't Club it Yoga Hosers? Yep. Isn't it Johnny Depp's daughter too? Oh yeah, that's right. It's, it's his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter. Because Johnny Depp makes a cameo in the movie. Well, now I kind of want to see it because I need context. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that's what the next Pirates of the Caribbean movie was going to be. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean Yoga Hosers. Yoga Hosers. <laughs> okay, everyone, mermaid pose. Please don't sue us, Disney. <laughs> we can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have the budget for that. Um, Sounds like the next uh, Fast and the Furious, actually, since it's all family. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the best post I've seen, though, is saying that if the next Fast and Furious movie isn't called Fast 10, your seatbelt, I'm going to be furious. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Oh my god, it probably will just because of the way that series has gone. They're going to put their cars onto the next SpaceX rocket and launch into space. Well, didn't they go into space in this one? I don't yeah, know. I think I so. never, That's what I heard. Oh, like, never yeah, mind. I, like, I'm like, I don't know what else they're going, like, what else they could possibly do. Um, right. I haven't seen anything past, fa- like, fast, like, I think Tokyo Drift, the third one. I haven't seen anything past. Okay, well, Ginny doesn't watch movies, so... <laughs> so help me out here. The 10th tenth, tenth Fast and the Furious movie goes up in space, right? Uh, the 9th, the one that they just released. No, yeah. no, no. No, I'm saying the 10th one has to be all in space. Oh, okay. So oh, this, they're okay. going to start in space this time? Like, it's right. like the next logical step? Mm-hmm. So are, are they going to go to Mars? No. They have to return to next, Earth. Keep in mind, the 10th the tenth Friday the 13th movie took place entirely in space. Jason X. Oh my god, it did. So it's going to be... Fast and the Furious with Friday the 13th. Everybody dies and the franchise is done. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, I think we've just killed the t- two was franchises. There... Okay, one is this and... technically the 10th movie, though? Because it the is. Hobbs and Shaw movie is yeah, well, considered a... part of the franchise? It's, it's part of the off. canon, but it's like a spinoff. It's like a side movie. Gotcha. It's, like, it's like Rogue One and Solo. Like they're Yes, they're part of Star Wars, but they're not like in the main series. Gotcha. Um, but you know, uh, you guys will appreciate where this is going. So if they have to go up to space, they might have to deal with some of their uh, spaceships, like breaking down on the way back to earth. Wouldn't that be just shit hitting the fan? It would be shit hitting the fan. What do you think they would do? I don't want to get segues like that, but but yeah, they they would probably make a good segue into our round table for the night. (laughs) 
<laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Drop the mic, Where's our away. money producers of Fast and the Furious? <laughs> right. Um, so it we'll... should be called Quadrivia 64 Fast <laughs> 10 Your Seatbelt? No. Never no. Mind. No. Uh, God, don't let Corey hear that or Jason. So if we call this the it. Quad 64, will Nintendo sue us? That's the question. The Quad 64, probably. <laughs> the Quadramore 64, maybe then Aren't we can just Are we just, just like that. Quadrivia 64, a perfect square at this point? Or the Quadrador 64? No, because Jason's not on this episode. Can't be square without Jason. <laughs> well, that just means we'll be free of shitty puns for this episode. Oh, we will not oh, no, be, we will I not promise. Be. Nope. <laughs> No, nope, oh. there will be plenty of puns. I'm hey, if my rounds can make Jason groan, I mean, I, I'm not giving the round tonight, but the last time I, I did with Jason and Corey on the show, I thought they were going to murder me. Mm-hmm. And speaking of shit, let's talk about when shit goes wrong during exactly. the show. Um, so, yeah, as we were as I was uh, hinting at earlier with trying to come up with a transition out of Fast and the Furious in space, uh, our topic of discussion tonight is, um, you know, we, we've had a, a show about. Uh, dealing with mistakes kind of like th- that we've made uh, during shows. That was uh, Aaron and Tipster and Jeff, and I forget who else was on that one, and I feel like a jerk now because I had it, and now it's gone. But uh, <laughs> we're going to hit on the other side of that. It's like, what have, what do you do when something goes wrong that's out of your control? Um, so when shit hits the fan, or as uh, I think Aaron put earlier, break in case of emergency. Um, what do we do when we run into different issues uh, that are beyond our control and to keep the show going or in some cases, maybe not. And we can hit on that as well. Uh, so I think we're going to start with tech issues. Uh, I, I, I think it's safe to say everybody here has had tech issues before. Of some well, sort I, during their no, show. I, no, what, you're, uh, uh, you're, uh, sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry, Jenny, you, 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 uh, you were breaking Jenny. up your words. And not speaking full sentences. <laughs> Which would definitely happen if your mic cuts out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, at least for me, I think the number one issue I've had to deal with are sound issues. And I'm glad you bring that up. Um, where you'll just be talking and your mic goes out. Or you get every other word through, change the battery, same issue happening. Definitely not a battery issue. <laughs> on your wireless receiver and some people don't even use wireless. Um, what, how do you get through that on your side? Uh, I know for me, um, a lot of times there's been times where I've literally taken off my mic and just yelled, um, particularly at the bar, Matt, it seems to be better. Uh, at least it was right before the pandemic, uh, started and we stopped doing it, but I was having issues for the first three or four weeks because it's such an old building and I use a wireless receiver. I've used that exact same receiver in a bar five times the size no issues. I can walk around the entire room, never breaks out. I go more than two feet away from my speaker at this place, and it'll just start, like, breaking in and out all the time. So I've actually had it where I'll, I will literally take off my headset and just start yelling the questions. I would like to see that. <laughs> but you don't have to demonstrate it right now. No, I do not have to We can hear right you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining you, hips, hands on your hips. What is the longest river in East Asia. I don't even, that question just went to shit, but. Yeah. I like that you made him sound like the bridge guard in Mighty Python. Though. That's where I was in <laughs> too. What? African oil. Favorite color. 
Which is funny because I imagine Jeremy Moore is like a Gumby from Monty Python. I like asking questions. Smash with a brick. Uh, no, that's actually a very good thing. And the the one thing that I have learned is redundancy when it comes to when it comes to especially mic issues. Redundancy is uh, something that I do have. So when I go to a show, depending on whether I'm using their in house system or whether I have to bring my own, I always carry uh, at least one mic with me. I always have at least one mic with me. I always have a hardwired mic, regardless of the situation, because I find that most venues will have at least a way for you to plug in a hardwired mic in case theirs goes down. Well, look at I you all professional. I, you know what? You'd be surprised at how many times the battery doesn't work or it shorts out on them. And I've had the same thing where I'm sitting in the middle of a bar screaming at people because the mic goes down in-house. Not because of my own technical issues. Not my own technical issues. Well, I've had that happen too. I've had speakers burn out on me. I've had a soundboard just completely decide it didn't want to work anymore that night. Uh, I've had a wireless mic go completely tits up on me. I mean, just terrible. So if you've had a problem with it with a sound issue, more than likely I've experienced it during a live show. <laughs> it's it's not fun in the moment and can be really stressful. And the funny thing is, some of the stuff that we, we're going to talk about tonight, like this, is probably the least stressful thing that can happen <laughs> at a show uh, because there's just a whole bunch of things go wrong. But yeah, sound issues are the worst. Um, Oliver, have you ever run into that? Um, you know, the funny thing is I just went back to live uh, this past Tuesday uh, for the first time since March of 2020. And nobody could remember how the mic worked. Like we were just at the soundboard plugging in and taking shit out and trying all different configurations because there was, you know, five input, five in the back, and we're just like, how many permutations can we go? And, you know, it ended up being a exercise and trial and error, and the crowd just had to wait around for half an hour. But everyone was just so excited to uh, be back at Live Trivia that, you know, they took it in stride. Also, everyone was just rusty, you know, it's it's been a year, almost a year and a half. So um, luckily, that was okay. That's good. Yeah, because we have actually one venue that I didn't even think about when we were bringing up this topic until now where um, basically they have a soundboard off to the side um, that we plug into, but they have to change all of these settings behind the bar. And their uh, main manager who had been there for years uh, quit pretty unexpectedly to take another job. And they put in a new manager who had no idea how it worked. So I was uh, there one night covering a show for Jason. It, it was his venue. Um, and I forgot why, but I, I I had to fill in for the show. And I'm I'm talking to this lady. Like I've got all my stuff plugged in. I can't get my sound through the speakers. She's back there. Like we have a there's like a he he left a step by step instruction on how to do it, which is wrong. <laughs> like it's missing something, and I, I forget what. And it's like or it doesn't like they have like three different dials, and it doesn't tell you which dial needs to be turned. It just says set the dial to this. Um, to switch over to this the soundboard, and we're literally there like like flipping switches and everything all of a sudden there's like this loud like just screeching noise comes through the speakers like feedback from somewhere that's not from us it's from like a loose cord for in another system and we couldn't figure it out it was, it was re oh my god it's so, uh 
what'd you do? Uh, eventually, we just kept flipping switches until all, all the, I just kept talking. I had my mic on. I'm like, ch- you know, testing, testing, testing. Until finally, I heard my voice. Ah, so the fuck around and find out method. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and we got it going, and then it wasn't really an issue after that point, but it was just really funny because it, it was just like, I've never had an issue at this place, but the guy who was there, like, he just knew what to do. Like, oh, time for trivia, and he'd just go through his, you know, he had it down to muscle memory. He'd just go through, flip a few switches to switch it over, turn the dials, and then all of a sudden we were live. Um no issues. And like, yeah, and I, I felt bad kind of for this manager, too, because she had no idea and she's getting stressed out, too. Like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't, I'm like, well, I can, you know, bypass your soundboard, but you have a they have a really big restaurant. I'm like, but I need you to turn down some of the other music then because our stuff would like override the music. And like whenever I'd talk like their music would auto cut down. So it's actually kind of nice because there'd always be like a little bit of like light music in the background. Then when I talk, it would cut down. Um, and then it was just always something going, uh, to fill the dead air. And like that night we had dead air the entire night. Cause it was like, we figured out how to get the mic to work, but then everything else was down. I think like to Aaron's point about always bringing, uh, you know, redundancy, uh, a hard, hardwire mic or whatever. I, whenever I get into a new place, I always make a point to learn the system as best I can so that when there's inevitable changeovers in staff or, um, yeah, new staff showing up and, you know, because it's happened before, like way back in the day, I've been hosting a while and new staff is here, time for trivia. And they're like, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to do this. And then they'd have to, you know, make a phone call. We have to like video in and try to figure out, you know, so it's so much easier just to like try to learn the system and, and that way, you know, it's almost redundancy if, if you know, the staff isn't there. You're, you're the redundancy. Yeah. That would have been the smart thing in that situation. And Aaron actually nailed it on this one. I think is like having a backup system of some sort is probably the main takeaway from this. If you hear anything we're talking about like that, I think that's the main takeaway from like, you know, like check mark number one of those lists is have a backup system of some sort. Yeah. I mean, I've only hosted an online game, so I haven't actually been in a live venue yet, but what I'm understanding is I should, make a megaphone using only a squirrel, some string, and a megaphone and have that as a backup? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would love to see how that works. Uh, is there like a, do you just like pull on the string and the squirrel just like screeches or something like that into the megaphone and that gets everybody's attention? Like, uh, No, it's from, it's from Dave the Barbarian. Oh. It just was like, and then Dave made a megaphone using only a squirrel, some string, and a megaphone. <laughs> and a megaphone. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think, um, I think we've covered sound issues pretty well, but Hey, like, I don't know about you guys, but one of the things that I always worry about from an online perspective, and I know, uh, especially when you're running live games now, post pandemic and people are using more tech things. What about when your answer program crashes or something like that? How, how do you guys deal with that? Uh, general panic. Sure. I mean, that's how I, I, I deal with that. all of this. That's that's kind of just my general answer is cry, drink, and then go to problem solving method. Or in that order. Uh, sometimes drinking comes at the end. Okay. Um, sometimes it starts the issue. Um, but yeah, I know. Like I know when I've hosted uh, through Twitch, I've I know I had one issue one week where uh, there was a issue with a player joining. Uh, Triv now and 
when he joined, it actually created two separate instances of him joining and I booted one of them. And then it turned out it booted him completely and he could not rejoin the event because he was shown as a banned user, even though all I did was take out the team. So unfortunately, he ended up just saying, you know what, I need to go to bed anyway. It's late. I was probably going to have to leave at halftime. Uh, so I'll check back next week. And then after that, we talked to Sal, who is amazing, and he put in a feature for us to reinstate banned users in case we need to temporarily kick someone from the event. Um, but it was a situation where, you know, it caused a stoppage of game because we could, like, he couldn't answer any questions. He couldn't get back into the event. Um, and we were, um, we were running around behind the scenes trying to get him in, but just couldn't happen. So, yeah, so you did mention Sal, and I just want to take a quick second to, you know, um, people who aren't familiar, uh, Triv Now is is um, one of the answer uh, programs that many of us have turned to in in the time of virtual, and uh, especially those in the Trivia Writers Co-op. Sal, we have a channel, um, just hashtag Triv Now for anyone who has issues and like Sal and his, uh, and his team are like right there. Like I've, especially in the early days when, you know, this was with the wild west and, um, there's so many new people using it. There's so many new, um, possible ways for things to go wrong. It was almost, it was great for them because they were able to kind of work out all the bugs via our games. Uh, but, but on our side, it's straight panic. Right. But he would be, he, he, I mean, to their credit, they they just were on it like lifetime. I'm I'm, I'm mid game and like, hey guys, just need, need to take a quick a uh, couple of minutes here and reach out to uh, to the developer. And hey, they were impressed that I like knew the the developer. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Uh, I but I mean, and and he would fix it right there. I'd be like, hey, well, hey, do this thing, and um, and then he would get it patched up or um, do a workaround right there, and then immediately patch it up afterwards. And and I would say, I mean, we've been doing this, or at least I have for since March of 2020. Um, I have not had any issues at all since like, like after the first three months. And, and there were just small things like, hey, oh, I can't get this to reset or whatever. But after the, I mean, it's been rock solid for the past year. I don't know about you guys, but like, and he's been um, implementing uh, more features to, um kind of accommodate our games as well. So I just wanted, you know, you mentioned Sal uh, and Triv now, and I just wanted to give a just huge shout out and like, thank you from the bottom of my heart for the past year and a half, like couldn't have done virtual without you, you know? Oh, absolutely. Sal is amazing. And if he's listening to this, yeah. Thank you so much for all your hard work on Triv now because it's yeah. amazing. I feel really spoiled that we were able to find Sal and Triv now uh, during this because uh, going back to kind of like the main topic here of the program crashes, um, we've always used, at least with Liquid Courage, an in-house system that Jason had programmed. Um, and the original version of the program, if it crashed um, and you open it back up without changing anything, it would bring in all of the data up to the last question. Like so, and, it, and all the team scores and everything would come back in. And it was awesome. Uh, and then he updated the program where is it, if it crashed, you lost everything. Uh, now, granted, I only had one crash ever, um, but a minor like panic attack when that happened, because I had to try to remember everybody's scores. Um, 
and get all. And I started learning after that. I started taking screen grabs at the end of every round of the scores. Um, so at least if anything happened mid round, I'd be like, all right, well, we can start the round over. You know, put in the question that you or put in the answer you had from that I can get it caught back up because I got, at least I had from the end of the last round the stuff. And luckily, I never had to use that. Um, so having Triv now, which is all cloud based there, if it does somehow crash uh, or the Internet goes down or something, as soon as it comes back up, it's going to be there. Right as it was where you left off, um, right. which is a huge thing for anybody that's looking to even get into hosting. Consider using TrivNow or something like TrivNow. Um, like I said, I know that was going to be our recommendation is TrivNow, but uh, something that does the same thing because you will save yourself a huge headache of losing all of your data mid-show <laughs> um, if you uh, have something with, re again, redundancy. Uh, it's built in in this case. Have anybody else had any weird like program issues that they've run into? I'll take, I'll take that as a no. But you know what we all have had, probably, that you just mentioned? Internet problems. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's been a recent plague upon at least those of us in the greater Chicagoland area. No, I think it's just Comcast in general. I don't know what in the world has been going on with them the past month. Mm -hmm. But I've been having issues trying to keep my stream going. Um, I keep getting uh, drop packets and... Like I will lose like all upload uh, speed, mm -hmm. which when you're doing something online, uh, that's it. People can't watch you if you're not able to actually put your video out and that, you know, that's that. Um, right. But it's actually been hitting like our clients we have for work and so, like have, have been having Internet issues. And they ever, the, 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 the key thing is Comcast. Um, so I don't know. It seems like the past couple days it might have resolved itself finally. But yes, it has been a major headache. And especially if you're trying to do a live venue show and the Internet keeps going out or even if you're on the Internet and trying to, um, you know, broadcast live over Twitch, like Internet outages hurt. Yeah. And I know I know um, one thing that uh, we've had happen here uh, and it might be a Comcast thing is I know that like. When I, I took a hiatus to move across the country, and so when I was ready to bring uh, my show back to Twitch, I had it all like announced out that, hey, I'm coming back this Friday. I had everything written. I was ready to go. I get in, and I'm uploading my questions to Triv now, and the internet just goes on the fritz. And it just starts like – and I'm still not exactly sure what happened, but essentially the computer was trying to switch from hardwire connection to Wi-Fi connection, and it just kept saying there was a bad gateway with the hardwire connection. And I am by far not really a tech person, but um, I'm just looking at this, and I feel like I'm going insane. And then it would go, and it would be five minutes later, it would crash again. And so I fought with it for 45 minutes and finally just had to post like on discord and I'm like posting on discord from my phone, keeping everyone apprised. And I'm like, I was like, I am so sorry, but I'm going to have to call the game this week because it's been 45 minutes. I still have no resolution to these internet issues. And because a lot of my players are on the East coast, it's like, I can't ask you to stay up even later to start the show. And so I, I, you know, it's one of those times where, when it's out of your control, you fight like hell, but sometimes you just have to give up and say, see you next week. And then the internet starts working as soon as you do that. 
that's not even joking that's exactly how i mean like within 15 minutes of me canceling the show and pushing it to the next week everything was fine but then it would have been an hour past when you're supposed to start exactly yeah you know because i mean it's balancing being respectful of other people's times like you know there's a possibility i could have taken out a couple of rounds to make up for it but it's just kind of like at that point you kind of lose the whole return to streaming experience too return to streaming part two too fast too streaming (laughs) (laughs) and i know we're back to the fast uh, and the furious (laughs) so to the one side of it i know with jeremy and Brittany doing it on twitch and streaming but Oliver, I know to our end, when we're doing private events, have you ever had an issue where your internet cuts out? You know? And you're left, uh, and uh, you've left a room completely hanging? <laughs> Jeez, I have been so lucky. I, I just realized I've been so lucky. Um, I haven't had, I'm, I'm knocking on wood right now. I haven't had, <laughs> I've, you know, I've done like 150 and I, I haven't had the internet cut out. But but I also do it on Zoom, so if it cuts mm-hmm. out, like I could just kind of rejoin. But I I haven't needed to do that. Has that happened to you? It has once or twice where the internet just cuts out. Thankfully, um, I work with a company that all we do is private events online, and it fortunately for me, you can get a hold of someone if you have your if you have other ways of contact. Like my internet goes down, grab my cell phone contact someone at the company hey can you jump into this room my internet just completely went off the rails and usually we can get it to go on that and i know if you're doing it fully as an independent contractor that's going to be really tough to try and go hey help me so not only do you have um equipment uh backups you have human backups i have human backups and that's the nice thing about having a having a company whose sole focus is that. And I think we might touch on that a little bit in, coming up here down the road. So stay tuned for more Quadrivia episodes here <laughs> in the near future. This is uh, something I think we'll talk on later as well. But I know uh, it's not, personally, it's not just tech issues. It's not just microsound issues. It's not just, you know, broadcast issues. It's also weird and crazy problems those one-off instances that you will never ever have repeated at a show that just throws everything off the rails is anyone doing a live venue or a live show on twitch or anything like that just had that one person that one incident that just completely trucked your entire show uh I mean, as far as my stuff goes, I only do through Twitch. So, I mean, occasionally I do have one player, not the same player every time, but I'll have like one player whose internet is rowing, running slower than like everyone else's and they're on some sort of like 15 second delay where everyone else is on like five or six seconds. And then you'll kind of get that person who's saying, oh, well, I didn't know the I, I didn't know the timer was that close to being down. Can you still take my answer? And it's like, well, I mean, you know, I, le- I, I usually give about five to 10 seconds grace time when the timer goes out anyway. But uh, for me, it's just like, you know, it's it's just kind of those one-off situations and it does tie into internet out like issues a little bit, but it's not from my end, it's from their end. And it's like, and unfortunately, 
you know, we're looking and we, we can see what our frame rates are and stuff like that. We're like, well, we're not dropping frames or anything. So I try refreshing the page or, you know, we've had situations in live venues before where I've been a player where they've just said, uh, you know, crash the app and reboot it and it should fix it. Um, yeah, at least with Triv now, and I've run into this too. And usually what I'll do is I will tell the person, all right, this time I'm going to reopen it or whatever I need to do. Or I hadn't luckily hadn't hit close when this came, when that question came in yet. Like, oh my gosh, it's at zero. Can I submit it? Like, I just noticed like, uh, and my, my thing was don't watch the timer on my stream. If you're having internet issues, watch the timer in the Triv now app. Yeah. Because that's going to be right. The timer on my stream, depending on your delay is going to be different for everybody. Yeah. And I mean, um, the nice thing with a live venue, if that happens is, again, this is sort of a redundancy, but it's a person redundancy. Like you can walk over to the team and say, I already closed the question. I know you're having an issue. Tell me what you think you're, tell me what your answer is. Yeah. And then, and then I, you can I go can back and like, not, yeah. yeah. Um, and I know that I've seen that done when like clarifications get pushed kind of thing. Like, oh, you know, it crashed when we were trying to submit the clarification. Okay. What was your clarification? then I can go mark you sort of situation. But I think maybe Aaron means something crazier than that, or <laughs> does that kind of cover what you were talking about? Nope. I have <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. So yes, I, I have a fantastic story when completely everything goes off the rails. I was hosting a show. This is several years ago at this point, And I was hosting the show. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, this is a Friday night, so right around 9 o'clock, people are pretty well feeling in their cups at this point. A patron from another side of the bar, the venue I'm at, has three separate bars. It's a bowling alley, so there's one downstairs by the lanes, there's one where there's gaming, and then there's one where I am. Another patron comes in from one of the other bars and is just swearing up a blue streak. F this, F that. You bunch of sea suckers, all of this stuff. Oh, you know, the only the things that you can imagine. And the the manager at the bar is working behind the rail and he's like, You can't come in here and start doing that, buddy. You gotta keep it down. And he's like, I'll do what I want, you know, F you takes a swing at the bartender. The bartender catches his hand because this guy's has basically built his own Spanish galleon. He's that drunk. <laughs> He's that many sheets to the wind. And they're in full sail. Grabs his hand as it comes around. Takes his leg out from under him. Drops him to the ground. Puts him in a full arm bar. Face down on the ground. So he's basically got him in a mount. Riding him on, on top of him. And someone said, should we call the cops? And the bartender's like, yes, call the cops. Just... <laughs> get and I look at the uh, one of the waiter, uh, one of the wait staff there, and I just said, "I think my show's over at this point." <laughs> and they said, "Yeah, I think you're pretty much done." So there are instances when you get so far derailed by a situation, you can't come out of it. Camera um, zooms to guy on the floor in the armbar. <laughs> Uh, the narrator kicks in. You might want, you might have wondered how I got here. <laughs> Record scratch. <laughs> it's the long lost episode of Parker Lewis can't lose at that point. That's insane. Yeah, and uh, I've had I've had drunk people get so mad at me they take swings at me. 
Jesus. I haven't had that I'm not, And I'm non-confrontational. But they think that they're so right on an answer on a question that I have very carefully researched. And they will get so belligerent. They will take a swing at you and all of their friends try and come up and go, we're sorry for this person. We're taking them home <laughs> now. And that's when you just kind of go, we're going to take five minutes here and kind of recoup. <laughs> <laughs> and just goes, are you okay? Is this? Are those usually, in your experience, one-off trivia players? Like very you know, much. Pretty... Okay, yeah, yeah. But they're they're just already there, and they're drunk, and they're like, all right, yeah, I'll take a sheet and I'll play. Not like someone not who like... comes every so often, right? Like, it's not like no, oh, hey, that's Joe. Find... He's here. He'll take a swing if he gets a question wrong. Yeah. yeah that, oh, that's just, of these people yeah. you're talking about look like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> you mean Buscemi? Was he a was? Yeah. What, you're Whatever. wait. You're, are you asking if he was a little fella? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm just making you know a good Fargo joke there. Uh, you oh. know, wood chipper and all that. Thanks, Jeremy. You're 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 too kind. I appreciate it. So, has anyone else ever experienced? I mean, that's my crazy one-off. That is my couple crazy one-offs had some guys swing at me because he thought he was right and he was very wrong um and i haven't of course, like that where anybody's trying to take bar. a swing at me i've had um <laughs> the one time and i brought this story up in another episode so i won't go into full detail but where i caught this uh guy and his dad were playing and the uh the dad was really good at trivia the guy pretended to be really good at trivia and was looking up answers on his phone um and I literally it was kind of onto him like mm, like they're the only team that got this one question right in the, in the entire bar. And I knew it was a hard question. It was just like the hardest question in the round. So the next question, I walk over there and I'm just standing behind him as I ask the question. He's completely oblivious to the fact that I'm standing next to him. He could be he could hear me. Um, And he starts Googling the question word for word. With me standing behind him. And I just go, you know, I'm right here, right? <laughs> and he's like looks at me looks at his phone just turns it off and puts it down on the table uh they left mm -hmm. by the end of the round like i mean mm -hmm. they, they he got called out and he just you know mm -hmm. just left so the problem took care of itself mm -hmm. um i have heard stories from people that you know they've caught people cheating and then those people get super defensive about it mm -hmm. like you i wasn't cheating you can't prove it <laughs> like Okay, like, let's see your Google search history. Yeah, right. Like I, I literally just watched this guy Google the question. I'm just like standing there like laughing. Like, I, you know, I'm right here, right? Like, hello. Like, you're not even trying to hide it. Um, I mean, that'll derail the show a little bit. Luckily, it was like I asked the question. So everybody else has their minute timer. Um, and I didn't make a big scene of it. Um, but that could totally throw things in a in a wrench, especially if people you know think somebody's cheating. And then that can cause some of the teams to start causing issues. And maybe that's why people take swings at me in that situation. I'm not afraid to call people out on their cheating. I have no fears. I have no qualms with that. And if it causes a problem, I quickly dispel it. It's amazing how in those situations, when you do have that instance of where someone is rampantly cheating, just trying to... You're, again, I think this is a topic that's been touched on other shows, but when they get belligerent toward that end... You nip it in the bud. You get management involved. 
and you get them the hell out of your bar. And, and I had let the you. owner know in this situation. Yeah. I'm like, you know, just like I caught them cheating. I'm going to keep an eye on them. If they don't anymore, it's not going to be an issue. But just letting you know in case you, I need you to, you know, take care of it. Uh, but no, they, they, it took care of itself. And a lot of times I think when you when you catch people like that, I know other people said the same thing where it's just a lot of times the trash takes itself out because they got caught. Or, or did that in real you life. know, conversely, like especially, you know, um, I know uh aaron and jeremy you we've all done live trivia before and we're we have our regulars like it's it's kind of like uh they're they're your friends like they're also they'll let you know if something's going on or they'll have your back if something happens you know what i mean like uh, if there's a drunk person or a person yelling out answers like some you know person at the bar who's not playing and they're just drunk and stupid and yelling, like they'll be the ones be like hey shut up like we're playing trivia you know like like without us having to say anything yet you know and then i'll go oh, over and talk to them but it's like it's nice having kind of that trivia family like you're all part of you know a thing and we everyone has um Everyone knows how this works. They got your back. You're you're they're, you're their trivia guy, and and it's those outlier people that that like it like they'll police it for you almost. You know. Yeah, it is. It is nice. You know, have, building up the rapport with the teams that are regulars over the over the course of it. And you're right. They will. Uh, they they almost they'll always have your back if something comes up, and they'll be the first to let you know. By the way, this new team over here is totally cheating. And they'll call them out. Half time, they'll call them out. Doesn't even matter. Like they said, this one was just the only time, the only real time I've ever caught somebody cheating at a show. And like I said, Jason's given tons of uh, anecdotes of stuff of that over the years. Um, I've been lucky, um, but again, it, it, depending on when it happens, who catches it, when he catches it, that's definitely a wrench that can get thrown into your game. Um, especially if there's cash prizes on the line and somebody's somehow snuck through most of the game. Now you're like, well the integrity of these prizes, you know, of everything here can just kind of be thrown up in the air. And that's the difference between a large venue and a small venue as well. Plus with the advent of technology, I can walk around and run a remote on my laptop from my cell phone. And I can walk around to teams as they are playing and watch them look up answers and people hate that. They don't like being watched. But when you catch them, you get that sort of slight smug sense of self-satisfaction. And you walk away a little bit taller, a little bit prouder. And you don't care what the hell happens to them after that, unfortunately. No, no, it's like, literally, I, Corey, I know I said something like he'll just, if he catch somebody, he'll zero out their score for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. done like you're I've, zero done i tell people you get two strikes first time i catch you you get a warning and you get no answers for that you get no points for that question second time it happens you lose all the points of you you've accumulated the entire game to that point you can still play but i'm guaranteeing you you're not going to win anything at that point cheat all you want <laughs> It's not going to do you any good at this point. Yeah, I think that kind of transitions into from personnel type issues into more personal issues like 
you know, dealing with cheaters. And, you know, for Jeremy, I know you said that was kind of a one-off situation, but I know that probably in live venues, because um, I know online we get our argumentative people online, but it sounds like in live venues it's a different ball game because, you know, you're not just dealing with people who are argumentative, you're dealing with people who are possibly being combative over cheating or just being defensive over an answer that they are convinced is right, whether or not it is or isn't. And it sounds like it definitely normally isn't um, actually just, yeah, I was just saying I'm actually to make a bad segue and I made a bad segue. <laughs> so how do you deal with the I'm actually people and that possibly derailing your games? Um, I, I know for me uh, and I've, I've brought this up. So, again, I'll make I'll make it a quick uh, recap is most of the time I will take the 30 seconds to look it up. Uh, I, I will give them especially if it's the first time it's happened. I will give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll look it up. And especially if they're nice about it, if like most of the time I said, especially with Twitch, it's a little bit different in a live venue because you got to kind of vamp while you're doing it in a live venue, whereas online you can still have, you know, kind of interact with chat while you're doing it. Um, if they're nice about it, um, and I've had this happen, and, and I've said this before where, hey, I, I'm pretty sure that our answer was right as well. Um, can you look it up when you have a, when you have a chance? Um, and in that, this case, uh, you know, this example not only did it get them points, it also got four other teams points because I had missed a correct answer or a another correct answer. Like the, basically it was like, I had the right answer, but there was also an equally correct answer, another one. And I'm like, huh, didn't know that. And it had more to do with the wording of the question. And sometimes that, you know, that falls on us and going back to like, you know, mistakes that we make, but okay, fixed it. No big deal. 30 second downtime and other teams got points. Fantastic. Um, and then you have the other side of it uh, where there's two. There's the one uh, where my example was I, was I was at one of the bars I was filling in for Jason. And this team, like every question was arguing, was arguing for their answer, like almost every question to the point where I go, I'm not taking any more arguments for questions tonight. It is as it is. It's as written tough. Like I, I almost snapped because like they just kept going every single one. Well, actually, this one is also and I'm like, you know what? I didn't even write this game <laughs> first off, yeah. um, but I'm filling in for somebody. Um, but you, you you've argued every single question. You've lost your right to argue. At this point, it's, it comes to the sometimes I'll be like, guys, like if you know the subject well enough to go, um, actually, you know what I'm asking for, right? Like, yeah, go for the simplest one, not the oh, I know this so well. Uh, let me put in this like little uh, side could be right if you interpret you know what i mean like it's just guys it's in the spirit of the whole thing like answer the most common friggin' answer yep and then the other side of it was which has happened on stream a couple times uh i know it's happened for me i'm i'm not sure if it's happened for you Brittany. and if it hasn't you're very lucky but i know it's happened to jason a lot um where the opposite of the person sending a whisper and being nice about it to where they're calling you out in chat and just being rude about it right i I had that <laughs> I had smiling. one argument like that once and it got resolved very quickly and it was a um it was when I was hosting Mega Sheep. Um it wasn't my normal trivia game, but I was hosting Mega Sheep and I'd actually written it. And person argued with me. I think the question was name one of the words in the titles uh of the Percy Jackson series. And so fun fact, Percy Jackson is not actually considered part of the titles. 
uh, like it was it was it's not Percy Jackson. That's just the series name, but it's not the titles of any of the books. But I had a person who put in Percy and they were like, well, Percy Jackson and the is the title of all of it. And it's like, no, I asked for the novel names, not the series names. And I and, you know, basically well, that's at that point, it's not Percy Jackson and the it's Percy right. Jackson, the lightning thief. Percy, but it's Percy it's Jackson. not but it's, it's not, just not. The, yeah, the yeah, series is Percy like, Jackson but it's the lightning thief or the sea the of novel. monsters yeah. yeah it's like it's not and the we're just so ingrained because of the uh yeah. harry potter thing harry potter and the we assume right. that anything with a name in it is gonna yeah. be the same thing um and i i've i made that mistake too one time when i was looking at the titles i'm like oh there's no and the in this title well yeah and it was just like but the fact is percy jackson's not part of the title it's the series title yeah. so uh i you know they were just kind of like, well, but I was like, look, here's my source, rickreardon.com. I'm going to trust that one. Yeah, and just the author on this one <laughs> over you. Yeah. So it's just, and you know what? They dropped it and they said, okay. And, you know, they were a little salty about it, but they didn't pick it up again. I have gotten lucky enough to where I haven't had anyone just be a complete dick in my chat. Um. But I've been in chats where people are being complete dicks about questions. <laughs> so, you know, so I've seen I've seen it happen. And, you know, I wasn't a mod in that channel, so I couldn't do anything about it. But it's just like, you know, at that point, there were no mods and you're just trying to diffuse the situation. You're like, hey, OK, let's move on to the next question. Like, yeah. let's stop harping on this one. And Aaron, like I said, look like you wanted to say something there. Oh, well, you know how you talked about. I didn't even write this. I had that happen to me one time where I didn't even write this. But it was the final question of a game where there was a wagering mechanic at the end. And had the had the question been written appropriately with the actual answer written in, this is when I was working with a different company in the past. Three different teams would have won first, second, and third, and the three teams that actually won first, second, and third. So I had to sit there, figure out exactly who won what. The bar was gracious enough to pay out both sides, even though they didn't have to. And my boss at the time got a very stern lecturing. <laughs> from very you or from the bar? From both of us. Okay. <laughs> I said, you need to do your research. And when you said personal issues earlier, Brittany, I thought, are we going to talk about the time when I passed out during a show and had to have an ambulance called? Because we can do that one as well. Uh, yeah, we should uh, hit that, on that. Yeah, we should hit on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was working at a venue one night and the air conditioning had gone out. And I'm working about halfway. Th and I'm not drinking, but I'm also not drinking. I'm not really, I'm You're having drinks of water, water here and there, but I'm not really hydrating. And the corner that I'm in ends up being like about 80 degrees. And I'm talking and we're working. And then all of a sudden, I don't remember anything. And the next thing I know, there's a paramedic above me going, are you okay? <laughs> you just, you, I got here. You're passed out. I, according to the bar, I was out for a good 25 minutes. Oh, my word. Just, down. Lost. Con yeah. Ended up coming home that night. Couldn't finish my show, obviously. Uh, I had probably about a good dozen people standing around me <laughs> when I got to, when I came to. And I'm like, 
I'm just leaving my equipment here. Is some, can someone take me home tonight? <laughs> yeah. So in those in those kinds of situations, and that's a different kind of thing, freak accidents. Because there is nothing you can do about that. And I know being a sole proprietor kind of thing, if something happens in your family, you have nobody to fall back on in a live venue. You have no backups, you have nothing. So it's either you go do the show or you try and figure out something else with your venue, even if it's on short notice. And that's a very, very tough thing to try and handle. There's no redundancy built into that. There's no fallback plan. You just simply have to... You just simply have to pray to Jobu and hope for the best on that one. I mean, that's just... That's sadly just how it works. Yeah, I think in a situation like that, that's something that... Like, sometimes stuff happens and you mm -hmm. have to cancel the rest of your show. Don't feel bad about that. Um, uh, cause I know for me, I would feel terrible, but at the same time you have to make sure you don't, um, kick yourself over something that's out of your control. Mm -hmm. uh, there's literally nothing you can do about it sometimes. And that's just something you have to you know, deal with when it comes up. And I mean, I felt bad personally, I felt bad, but it wasn't for myself. I felt bad because I, we were having a good time and a good show and there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I know that I've had issues before where like I get a piece of bad news or I get, you know, something personal happens like earlier in the day. And it's not that I couldn't shake it off by the time it would be time for a show, but there's all that prep work. And it's like, how do you, you know, it's like when you're getting ready for a show and something happens that just shakes you, like, how do you deal with that? And, you know, for me, it's like. It's like if it push, pushes me mentally over the edge, I just say, hey, I'm sorry something came up. I'll be back next week, um, but I got to call it off for tonight. And it's just like because I can't I know I can't sit there and focus on prep work if I'm like focused on something else. So and for the most part, players in the trivia space are mm -hmm. super kind and will understand that. Right. Uh, shit happens. Mm -hmm. That's the best way I can put it. Shit happens. And sometimes you have to deal with it. And sometimes it doesn't work out the way everybody wants, but you have to do what's best for you in the moment, too. Um, Oliver, you've been quiet for a while. Do you have anything you want to weigh in on? Uh, no, I just, you know, roll with the punches. It's just kind of um, just how I operate. Um, nothing really you can do. Try to work it out and try to be considerate, you know, like uh, uh, Brittany said, try to be considerate of everyone's time. If it can't be resolved and you truly, you know, you don't see it, it then it might, it might be better to call it off than to, you know, keep everyone just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, you know, and in terms of, um, you know, personnel, uh, try to be as courteous as possible, you know, and, and everyone's got your back, right? Like if, there's a reason everyone's there and it's there for your trivia it's there for you and um so everyone's going to support you just just move forward knowing that they know you're trying your best whatever happens whether it's um tech personnel or personal issues um just know everyone's there for you i think that's that's my takeaway and and how to um kind of approach those separate issues
Yeah, no, I, I think, think that's spot on. Yeah, and I feel like it kind of wraps up our roundtable discussion a bit. Just, you know, be respectful of people's times and, you know, uh, redundancy, 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 you know. Yeah, I think that's a key one I didn't even think of at the beginning. And I'm really glad I think Aaron well, I was when we first brought it up is just have a backup to things that, you know, it might be out of your control that breaks, but can be in your control to fix. Um, you know, have, have, have backup plans, uh, set up things ahead of time, uh, that, you know, maybe you'll never need it. Have a crash kit. Like if something goes down, have a backup way to continue your show. Um, and then the other side of it. Yeah. If something goes wrong, that's out of your control, uh, whether it's a health issue, family emergency, um, the MMA fighter bartender having to take somebody out, um, <laughs> you know, you know, go with when the punches. Fails, no jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, if all fails, learn jujitsu. There you go. Um, <laughs> it, you know, if you have to cancel the show, mm-hmm. cancel the show. Don't mm-hmm. feel bad about it. I mean, it, it, it's hard to not feel bad because you're letting everybody yeah. down. But at the same time, they're going to understand. Yeah, and I um, suppose it's a little bit different in a live setting than it is online because you and I, Jeremy, we can just call off our streams, yeah. you know, five minutes before they're supposed to start or 45 minutes after they're supposed to start. But, you know... Like I said, but every single time something like that has happened, um, it's always been everybody being understanding. Like, okay, cool, take care of it. We'll see you next week. Um, things like that. So, uh, all right, as we wrap that up, then, guys, I think it's time that we uh, get into our keyword challenge for the week. Aaron, what's the keyword challenge? Oh, the keyword challenge. <laughs> the keyword challenge is where. One of you, our loyal audience, sends us a keyword within which we need to craft a fantastic trivia within 10 minutes. We'll take 10 minutes off the microphones to create create a question using the keyword as either our question, part of our question or our answer. When we come back from the break, we will go through our questions and see who's got the best one, who's got good ones. And why Corey, once again, did not write a question and still wins the poll. <laughs> Wait, we have what? to write fantastic questions because no one told me that when I was brought on. Craft a, no, you have to craft a fantastic trivia. Oh. A, a fantastic trivia, yes. A fantastic Incredible. trivia. Incredible. Incredible. Like water. And <laughs> this week, And this week I can tell you, longtime listener of the show and personally one of my favorite humans on the pace of the planet, our keyword tonight comes from Addy. Yay, in Addie. Dumfries, Scotland. If this is a Addy, we love you. We miss you. We'd love to see more of you. Addy would like us to cre- create a question about being somewhere over the rainbow. Rainbow is your keyword tonight. And while we're going to take that time to craft our own fantastic questions, take a minute, listen to this when we come back. We'll have you some fantastic trivia. Stick around, everybody. All right. So we're back from uh, that porn music and our 10-minute break where we've written a question about this week's keyword, rainbow, sent in from Addie in Scotland. Thanks, Addie. Uh, so I think we all thank rolled you, dice. And... Yes, thank you, Addie. Uh, we rolled dice before, and I am first to go. So here is my keyword challenge question named after a fictitious native american prophecy 
what has been the name of Greenpeace's flagship vessel since 1978. The first of these namesake ships was secretly bombed and sunk in 1985 by the French intelligence service for interfering with France's nuclear testing program. I think I know this one. Do you? Because actually, I don't. This isn't even like ringing a bell. I think this is Freedom Fries. <laughs> well, considering what the keyword challenge is. Yeah, well, and, I know it and has our to keyword have wasn't that in there, but I feel like it would be a longer name than that. I mean, it could be wrong, though. I, I mean, I think it's just it, the I think it's just the USS Rainbow. Uh, Maybe not the USS, not but there, there's think, a little I more to called, it. I think they're called Rainbow Warrior. Oh, OK. Um, I mean, I feel okay least... locking that in because you have more thunder than I do on it. At least if I remember correctly, they're called that. I still could be very wrong. I just know it's well, got rainbow in it. Yes. But that's by of virtue of how this challenge works. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Decided just not to do it. Just do something completely different. Yeah. I just wanted to ask a question about Greenpeace, really, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yes, you guys were correct that rainbow was in the answer. Um, and Aaron was correct. Uh, the full name is the Rainbow Warrior. So Aaron was more correct. <laughs> yes, I, I wouldn't have accepted Rainbow if this were live trivia. Mm. I like that one. Good yeah. pull, Aaron. I, I, how did you know that? I remember Greenpeace and Rainbow Warriors, the whole eco thing back in the 80s and 90s, oh, especially okay. especially during the time of the uh, Exxon Valdez crash up in Alaska. Greenpeace was out there in full force. And I remember the Rainbow Warrior being a major thing. When you're a kid, you remember stuff like that. When you're an adult, you're worried more about taxes and how not to die versus Rainbow Warrior. It's an amazing shift. <laughs> that's one way to look at it. That's, it that's it a, is a really little ironic that Greenpeace has the Rainbow Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now that you say that. So I guess my question on this one is, what uh, is the thing about the Native American prophecy? Because I find that to be the interesting part of this question. Yeah, so, um, so according to the Wikipedia, it it was um, from this book called, um, that, that the uh, Greenpeace's co-founder was given called The Warriors of the Rainbow. And I guess uh, if you click on the Warriors of the Rainbow, the legend of the Rainbow Warriors, it says, the Rainbow Warriors has inspired some environmentalists and hippies with the belief that uh, the movement is a fulfillment of a Native American prophecy. Usually the prophecy is claimed to be Hopi or Cree. However, the prophecy is not Native American at all, but rather from a 1962 evangelical Christian religious tract titled <laughs> Warriors and the Rainbow by William whoever. <laughs> so okay. it, was, it was Christian all along. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's a, it's a super solid question. I mm -hmm. like it. I like it a lot. And I like how the first I, I one was sunk. Yeah, my I like only... how the, the first one was sunk because they were screwing with the French. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my only, and it's not even really that much of a criticism, but my only criticism of it is um, outside of this being a keyword challenge, I would have virtually no ins 
for the word. Yes. Yeah, so uh, for, like, when rainbow. I did this one, yeah, I did when I did this one. It was for a theme uh, that was sushi rolls. Oh, okay. So uh, this oh, was the last question okay. a of the round. Roll. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah. it was the last question of the round. Uh, so hopefully they had figured it out by then and using the theme in conjunction. So yes, it was a little harder to play off. Um, but I also knew I also know that uh, a lot of people who are older like me, I'm only 40, but you know, um, will remember, you know, back back in the day, like there was, I don't know, they were always on TV and their ships sailing around doing whatever they were doing. Dude, I, 40 sound you old. Know, you know, right? I had I'm to look 45. up the date of when the Exxon Valdez oil spill was, and I, I wasn't alive yet. So I definitely don't remember these stories. <laughs> Not to make anyone feel bad, just being like, oh, should I remember this story from when I was a kid? No. No, I shouldn't. Which leads us into our next roundtable discussion. How to deal with people who say, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> we could probably get a whole episode out of that. <laughs> Uh, but uh before we get too far down this rabbit hole uh Brittany, yeah. why don't you give us your question okay sure um i did take a bit of a different tack on it uh and i did a before middle and after question so before middle and after while still not in kansas dorothy gale finds herself singing about bluebirds as she drives a speedster alongside miguel and tulio in the final track of every mario kart special cup Okay, I know the I know the final track. I know the first and the last. What's okay. the middle part? The way these are three things I've telling together. Yeah, it's three things that go together. Um, so I mean, obviously we have uh, the Wizard of Oz, which is somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah, but singing about bluebirds. Well, the the, the final track in every Mario Kart uh, special cup is Rainbow Road. Correct. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm missing the middle part. I feel like I have somewhere of the rainbow in Rainbow Road. But what's the Miguel and Tulio? Yeah, I'm not pulling the Miguel and Tulio either. I'm going to feel really, really dumb when I hear this because it's probably something I know. Uh, I wasn't well, born yet, guys. <laughs> Aaron? <laughs> um, uh, and see, I if I'm getting this one, I might have a little insight on this one because I know uh, this is one of her favorite movies. And you have to kind of flip it around a little bit because I might be off on this one. Is it somewhere over the rainbow road to El Dorado? Oh, oh it's, they're not they're not in order. They're not in order. They're not all in order. And that's what oh. might be tripping some people up because I think that's is that it yeah that's absolutely it <laughs> oh okay so. yeah I'm like, i was where, expecting uh, them to be in order yeah, i was expecting there to be yeah. like two rainbows like because See, it's like somewhere over the rainbow <laughs> to you know like and then somehow ended up with rainbow yeah. road and i'm like what i think on that one to avoid confusion if you if you transpose the second and third parts in the question and i did originally have them transposed but when i read it it didn't sound right like the word, like, it seemed to muddle the ask a bit. Well, still not in Kansas, story. Well, yeah, also, I... also, like, you would have probably put this in a whole round, so this wouldn't sure. have been just 
a question out of no so they, they would have got used to the mechanic by you know right. whatever, whatever number this was right? right so yeah so that's totally fair it's just like we we just didn't know from the start so yeah that's a that's solid i, I love these kind of questions and that miguel and tulio now i'm like yeah i i haven't seen the road del dorado in years oh it's it, it and like aaron said it is one of my favorite movies You've like seen it's movie? one that i yeah right um, no, I mean, it's one that I'll go back and rewatch over and over again because it just cracks me up. Um, but it also makes me cry like every time. But <laughs> so both. So both. It makes me laugh. Yeah, both. Both, both is good. Both is good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a solid question. Um, again, the mechanic threw me off a little bit. But like, you know, like I said, if this was in the middle of a round or something like that, this mechanic, this wouldn't have been the first time this came up. And it probably would have right. been described uh, at the beginning. That, like these aren't necessarily in order. Yeah, it's just what sounds best. Yeah, because, you know, it's like I originally had the alongside Miguel and Tulio at the end, but it just it felt like it muddled everything. OK, so. um, And, you know, the fact that Aaron knew it, that this is a kind of a. I don't know, uh, having done live for a while, you like people get to know their hosts and what they like and dislike and their trends you know, in both what they like and dislike and what they look for, like how they ask their questions. So, so that's totally like fair too. Like if Aaron were a, a regular trivia, trivia goer of uh Britney's trivia, like, like I know for a fact that she likes, like loves this movie. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that, I, 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 I love that about trivia too. Getting to know your hosts, getting to know your audience. All right. But yes, yeah, like I said, solid question, I think. Uh, I, I, I love before and afters, particularly ones that have like a third party. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm partial to this, I think, too, uh, in that regard. Um, Aaron, uh, what, what do you have for us? I have two. Overachiever. Yeah. No. Asshole. Get it right. Okay. <laughs> Overachieving more, asshole. One is very much uh, uh The other one definitely has some work in it, so... Uh, would you like to hear them both? Yep. Uh, which one do you want to start with here? I will start with the top one on the list, and it simply goes a little bit like this. Wasp says it's the place where they'll drink until they get their fill, while L.A. Guns would just simply get lit. Guns N' Roses made it rain there in November, while Motorhead rocked out there. Name this famous and infamous West Hollywood nightclub, a location originally owned by Judy Garland's husband and reopened with a thundering performance by Elton John. Okay, so uh, this makes me, uh, thinking of this question, I think I know what it is. Um, okay. I don't want to say it yet just because I want to see if anybody else has to weigh in, but uh, because I, I noticed that with it being the keyword challenge, there's a word missing, um, and it leads me to one place I can think of with that word in it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll straight up say I think rainbow is in the answer. Uh, it is, if it's what I think and, it is. And is it, it alliterative? It is the rainbow bar and grill. If you're mm -hmm. thinking of the rainbow room, yeah. there's a couple different ones. One is actually in Tennessee, Skull's Rainbow Room. And then there's also, of course, the rainbow room at 30 Rock. Yeah, okay, that's but what I, is, I was saying. It's Rainbow Room. Yeah, but this is the Rainbow Bar and Grill. In fact, this was kind of the place that Lemmy would call home when he wasn't on tour, and uh, it had an upstairs that was infamous for things other than, you know, drinking and <laughs> bands and. Yep. 
So the uh, whole Studio 54 or whatever. Little vibey, yeah. But yeah. it's on Sunset Strip, so definitely of that era as well, the 70s and 80s. What is Wasp? What do you say Wasp says? The, it's a band called Wasp. Oh. It's a band called Wasp. <laughs> I Same thought with it was white Anglo-Saxon <coughs> Protestants. Yeah, me too. <laughs> nope. It's a band called Wasp fronted by Blackie Lawless. Oh, okay. A uh, person known for kind of their gear. Blackie Lawless at points had uh, had the ends of saw blades. No. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but L.A. Guns and Guns N' Roses, same correct. person in both, right? Yeah. Mm, L.A. Well, Guns I mean, was fronted by Tracy Guns, who was a member of Guns N' Roses for a time. But at the time that November Rain came out, which is where they shot part of the video, was at the Rainbow Bar. And uh, same thing with uh, same thing with Motorhead. They shot part of their video "Rock Out." Okay. At the at the uh, Rainbow Bar. Okay. So Again, what's not your know, not knowing the theme? I think there's about four or five different directions you could go with it if you can kind of get West Hollywood time frame yeah. bands. Had it said Johnny Depp, I would have gone Viper Room, but. And I try to avoid things like th- that. Just trying to stick to more of the that like whiskey a go go kind of feel. And Jeremy looks really bad. Oh no, I, I'm just uh, taking it in. It's yep. uh, it's a good question. Like, there's a lot to unpack there. Drink yep. it in, man. Drink it in. Mm-hmm. And now so you're, what's your and second you said question? You, you had a second one for <laughs> that us. needed second work <laughs> or that required work. <laughs> no, here's the second question. Most know it as the move that made Zoolander famous, but in a different setting, it's more explosive. What country's former rainbow codes included blue steel, a rocket-propelled nuclear standoff missile, presumably aimed at the French? <laughs> so I know in Zoolander, and I don't, I don't know if there's more to the Zoolander clue than just the blue steel, but I know in Zoolander, he was supposed to uh, assassinate the president of Malaysia. So I don't know if this is Malaysia. Think of but more the presumably have... aimed in the French. I, I don't think uh, Malaysia has nuclear. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think so either. I just was trying to parse out if there was more to that Zoolander clue. Um, but I mean, it, if we're going by people who don't like the French and who probably have nuclear missiles. That yeah, leaves like two. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe three, depending on... Uh... You know, the era UK maybe. That's just saying, like it's got to be the either UK or yeah. Russia would like I'd, I'd think of. Yeah, I mean, and UK is more known for their long-standing rivalry with the French. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'd guess UK. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the UK. And the answer here is Great Britain, the United Kingdom, what have you on that one? Yes, just because they're long-standing. I just enjoyed the fact that they're that they had a that they had an air-to-air missile named. Blue steel more than <laughs> anything else. Yeah. So yeah, the the Zoolander reference was just simply to get you bring into in blue, blue steel. Blue, okay. Bring in blue steel. Gotcha. Now I'll just try and work in Magnum next time. And La Tigra. <laughs> That's two movies I've seen tonight. So. <laughs> That's funny. Uh oh, Brittany's becoming more self-aware in the uh, pop culture space. We have a problem. Um, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, they're both good questions. I think I I I think the um they both have kind of the same gettability rates, I think, you know, cuz the first one we knew that Rainbow had to be in the answer, but even if you didn't, there was enough there you could probably parse out the meaning. Um although I could see um with his tour fa farewell yellow brick road i could see somehow people guessing yellow brick road as the name of a bar in west la without knowing that rainbow needed to be in the answer but on the second one you know like jeremy said there's not that many countries that have nuclear missiles so if you can with just narrow it down to the... with the french yeah right so you can, yeah, if like... you just narrow it down to those then you get a pretty solid guessability if you don't just know it automatically yeah, i agree I, I like i like both questions um i fell into the trap on the first one obviously with rainbow room um i i now that i read it, i'm like I, i'm trying to take it all in it's like there's a lot there and rainbow bar and grill is something i i think i've heard of but never would have pulled it in a million years um and there's a good chance i would be lenient if you had put rainbow room because a lot of people will conflate that with something like like uh, Oliver related to earlier, the Viper Room. There's a lot of that kind of room vibe in that area. So if you had put that, I probably would have been pretty flexible. And Well, and the thing is, I if I didn't know that Rainbow had to be in the answer, which led me to Rainbow Room, um, I would have assumed it was Studio 54. And that's in New York, though. Yeah, but it didn't. It, and again, I would have been wrong just on that fact, but that's exactly where my mind went. Just knowing that, you know, a nightclub that was known for shady shit, basically. Aaron, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> Tough crap. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, what what you got for us? All right. Uh, let me pull mine up here. I, I think you guys will get this one. Okay. All right. Famous internet meme videos such as Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wife and Double Rainbow use what special audio processor from Antares Audio Technology first used in mainstream in a 1998 mega hit to take random spoken words and turn them into songs? Some may call the sound of this T-Painful. Oh, it's what hey. I actually know. Yeah, I think uh, I think we all got this, right, Aaron? Well, I... Well, I... My life story is I fell in love with a stripper who believed in life after love. Uh, <laughs> they felt something inside them say that uh, auto-tune is the way to go, I believe. Yeah, I was also thinking auto-tune. Yeah, and that, that is correct. Three. It is auto-tune. Mm -hmm. I just, I just saw Rainbow. I'm like, I got to do something about double rainbow. I don't know what it is, but double rainbow is happening. That question was so intense. Man, I really all thought we were going Rainbow Dash on this one. <laughs> yeah, nobody touched uh, the My Little Ponies, though you made a joke earlier. Yeah, and nobody, nobody did uh, Rainbow Connection, even though we all sang it. Yeah. <laughs> no one did Reading Rainbow either. <gasps> speaking, oh, of which, speaking of which, by the time this episode will have do, come do, do. out, LeVar Burton will have hosted uh, Jeopardy. Mm. Oh, I want to see that. But don't take my word for it. But it do. <laughs> Doo -doo -doo. <laughs> so good. Butterfly in the sky. All right. Do you guys have any uh, feedback before I move us on here? Oh, uh, I no. It was a it was a solid question. It was just like 
It was fun. And it was, you know, it was definitely, I, I, I mean, I think it, you'd probably get a social based on where you ran it. And if you honored the social mechanism, but, um, I mean, there's a part of me that wants to take that and somehow turn it into a DTQ, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> like something in there about automatically tuning the pitch to what, like just something, but no, I think it's a, you know, that's just a me wanting to turn it into a DQ, a douchey trick question, <laughs> but I, no, I liked the question, you know, when you brought in double rainbow, <laughs> so. What is it? Double mean? rainbow all the way across the sky. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> no, I, you know, you, and I, I think Aaron touched on it in his, uh, little, uh, talk about life after love, but you could have worked in that share was the first one to use, it, I believe. Yeah. I purposely uh, yeah. left, left yeah. out that info just because well, I, I think he, at that point it's like, well, well, that, that song was famous for auto tune. And that was the reference made with the 1998 song. Yeah. Without, without bringing up the song. Was without bringing up share. Was that 1998? Yep. Mm -hmm. Were you, were you born yet, Brittany? I was, <laughs> but just barely, <laughs> but I just, I was thinking, I don't know. I just thought that song was older. So <laughs> nope. 1998. Okay. Uh, made sure the oldest, uh, solo female artist. Female. Have a number one. Yep. Oldest and solo also female the artist. Longest, yep. the longest between number one hits, I believe. Those that two is, for that song. You are doubly correct, like a double rainbow across the sky. There we go. Well, I definitely liked all of our questions. But uh, Jeremy, where can people go if they want to tell us how much they like my question the most? Um, well, you can go to quadriviapodcast.com and vote on uh, which question you like the best. Uh, don't vote for Corey. Um, at quadriviapodcast.com, you can also submit a keyword. Uh, we have a form there where you can submit a keyword for a future show. So check that out. Um, you can always send us an email at quadriviapod at gmail.com if you want to as well. Uh, if you send a, a, a keyword there, we'll add it to the list. And uh, hopefully that will come up on a future show. Or if you're more of a fan of anatomical addresses, you can always visit us at quadriviabuttface.net. <laughs> I can't believe that's still a thing. I, still I a think thing. there's also DJ think... trivia that doesn't suck.com. We'll also <laughs> redirect you there. <laughs> Kind of like a geek who drinks is uh, straight to Jason's uh, mm -hmm. Twitch page, which I yep. think is hilarious. Mm -hmm. This is what happens when we allow Corey to start buying URLs. Mm -hmm. yeah, oh, I think Jason Corey... bought that URL. <laughs> oh, did he? I thought Corey bought it and gave it to no, Jason. No, I no, I tipped Jason the money to buy the URL. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we made the joke on stream yeah. one night. He's like, hold yeah. on. I'm sending you said, money. You're you know, buying this. Oh, I said... I'm not saying I wouldn't tip you if you the $12 it costs to buy that domain name. Uh, and then he tried to call my bluff, and that's just not how that works. So. Yeah. yeah, what I've learned, especially in the uh, uh, online trivia space, is if you call somebody's bluff, um, they will deliver. We will commit to our bits. Yes, um, it's why I have cat ears that I end up putting on on stream, because mm -hmm. I called a bluff. It's why I do a southern accent on my channel i don't i don't know why <laughs> i don't know if that's a bit or not 
And it's why I go online and play trivia. Speaking of playing trivia, exactly. I think we've got a I think we've got a well-crafted round of questions coming up here from somebody. Yes. Uh, Brittany, would you like to uh, lead us through a game here and see if you can stump us? Well, they are certainly crafted questions. Well, I'll let did you, you judge if they're well-crafted. I did craft a trivia. Yay. And in fact, relevant to tonight's topic, these were two rounds that got delayed by issues, be them technical or personal. Um, these are uh, a mechanic I added to my game when I brought it back after hiatus was a round called Made to Order. And it's uh, basically I let a team give me a category they want questions about. And then it's both everything they asked for, but also everything they didn't ask for. Because I will deliver, but it's not necessarily what they thought I was going to. Uh, so I do rounds of five. So I've taken my two rounds that got delayed and smashed them together into 10 questions for you guys. Um, so if you guys are ready to get started, I will jump in. Right, whenever you're ready. Um, so question. Uh, so questions one through five come through the first round of this, which what the category given to me was brand names. So I took people and characters and groups and stuff that have brand in their name. So B-R-A-N-D in that order. Um, so question one, and I will, th uh, I'll throw these in the discord chat as we go so you can read them. Um, Question one, which performer can now watch themselves on Disney Plus in their own little corner, in their own little chair, or watch their reprise with Todrick Hall on YouTube? Um, so the first thing I think, I'm trying to think of Disney Plus shows. Like That's where my mind's going. Um, well, I think the hint is little corner in their own little chair, but I don't recognize the lyrics or the nursery rhyme or whatever it is. Little Jack Horner sat in the corner. Um... But I'm thinking, like, who has a Disney Plus show? Like, performers. Which performer? Like, the only Little one Jack I can think Brander? of. The only one I can think of is there's, like, every time you log in Disney Plus, there's the picture of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all I'm thinking of right now. And I'm like, I can't think of anybody mm. else because I just you know. imagine the picture of Jeff right, Goldblum. Right, right. Yes. We often yes. think of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yes, right. Yes, that's exactly it. I and know. brand has to be in the name? Brand mm -hmm. does have to be in the name. B-R-A-N-D like, in that order. And no letters in between or letters in between? No letters in between. Okay. Okay, so you said D-R-A-N-D, right? B-R-A-N-D, uh, like brand names. Oh, okay. I heard so, you said Drand. I'm like, well, that's a that's whole different place than I was going. <laughs> like, okay. Um, so it could be Brandon something. Um, which performer can now watch themselves on Disney Plus in their own little corner in their own little chair or watch the reprise of Todrick Hall on YouTube. I don't even know who Todrick Hall is. God, I uh, pull my like pop culture card because I am drawing a blank. Aaron or Oliver, do you guys have anything? No, I don't recognize the little corner little chair or the name Todrick Hall. So I am out of this one. Uh, their own little corner in their own little chair or maybe sitting up in their room. Because I think the answer on this one is Brandy. Oh, like, okay. Does she have a as new in, Disney Plus show? As in, in their own little corner, in their own little chair, I believe is a line from a song from Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella? 
Oh. And Aaron is absolutely right. That's a lyric. The song is just called In My Own Little Corner, In My Own Little Chair. And Okay. Um, yeah, that's uh, from uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, and they finally put it on Disney+. Plus. Um, it, the version with Brandy in it, and she did a reprise with um, Todrick Hall, who's a YouTuber and friend to Taylor Swift, and he's a performer in his own right. Uh, but they did a kind of a promotional trailer for it um, and sang a bunch of the songs from it. So, yeah, that was Brandy. All right. Um, All right. I learned something. I, re- I remember the movie. I just I had no idea yeah. she. Uh, oh, I guess it makes sense that she had watched herself in Cinderella. Got yeah. it. I was trying to think of somebody who had their own show because they've added a bunch of like. Sure. You know, I get. Yeah, I get where you were going with that. Uh, But this just happened to be a movie that they added to Disney Plus. And I will add as a personal aside, they finally turned it into a digital content after I caved and bought the DVD. So, (laughs) um, but. uh, I guess you could watch Brandy through the looking glass. I'm I'm waiting for somebody to catch the reference. Isn't that Alice in Wonderland? Jeremy, what a good wife you would be. Such a fine girl. Oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh. All right. Let's get to question number two before I get my love ones. (laughs) My life, my love, and my lady is question number two. Yeah. Question number two. Which U.S. senator appointed to replace Clinton in 2009? ran for president in 2020, withdrawing their candidacy after failing to qualify for the third debate. Okay, hold on. Um, so we, I, I, something just clicked here. You think Clinton, you automatically think Bill. I think this is replacing Hillary. So it would be New York that was replacing them, not Arkansas. Um, okay, that, that's, that's my, I was I'm trying to think of like senators from Arkansas. Uh, what do you think of senators from uh, New York? And who ran for president? I mean, there were like 20 people on the Democratic stage. Aaron, do you know? Can put us out of our misery. Is it Kristen Gillibrand? It is. Kristen oh, Gillibrand. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, it Junior is. Junior senator from New York. I, I for, Yeah, I just couldn't remember her name. Like, I I'm mean, like, like Jeremy said, there were like 20-something candidates. It just... I think there were 22 or 23 candidates on the yeah. Democratic stage for the first debate. Um, yeah. And then they started, you know, dropping like flies because they're basically people started rallying around certain ones and then nobody was qualifying for future debates. Um, I, yeah. OK, that makes sense. Uh, and I that, that name definitely I knew it. It just I wasn't pulling it. It's late. <laughs> Someone on my team would have known that it wasn't a bad yeah. question, yeah. just not my, mm-hmm. you know, area. Um, and question number three in brand names. Speaking of politicians, though the world would have been deprived of the giddy glee of the games master, Jeff Goldblum was almost cast as what character in Captain America the First Adventure? <laughs> oh my god, there was a Jeff Goldblum question. <laughs> I should know this one. I, I, I gotta think about this one. Um, Oliver, if you have anything, or Aaron, go ahead and toss it out here. I'm just, I'm trying to remember the character's name. I don't think there's too much to the character's name. I think it's just Senator Brand. Oh, yeah, no, because, uh, okay, I was thinking of uh, Hugo Weaving's character, and I'm like, why can't I remember his name? It's just Red Skull. Like, they don't ever actually give another name for him. Johann Schmidt. Yeah, but... Was Red Skull's name. Oh, yeah, okay, never mind. I'm dumb. I'm, it's late. <laughs> I'm <not> tired. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm okay going with what you said. 
I, I don't know why. Like I usually if you ask me a Marvel question, I can pull it right out. And it's just apparently my brain is not working tonight. So you said uh, Senator Brand. I, yeah. Uh, and you guys are close enough for government work. Uh, it's Senator Brandt. But yeah, oh, I would take Brandt. that. So, yeah. So. Uh, the T silent, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Peggy Carter saying it. And then it's very much enunciated. Uh, but question number four in brand names, though no one told them they would be known for their work on television, what group had their first Billboard Top 40 hit in 1990 with Just the Way It Is, Baby? As soon as I hear like television, I start thinking of you have uh, who were like the television families. So you had like the Brady's, you had the Monkeys, you had. Um... It's the Brandy Bunch. <laughs> yeah, the brandy bunch. The brandy bunch. Do, do, do. Um, what was the other one? The uh, the Partridge family. Thank you. That was the other one I was trying to think of. I'm like, but none of these have branded the name. And just the way it is, baby. Take a look at the first part of the question again. No one told them that they would be better known for their work on television. Save you. The no one told them that it was going to be this way. For the work on television, producing the theme song for Friends. Oh, my God. Rembrandt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, no one the told them it would better. OK. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. You should have, you know, you should have clapped five times after asking the question. We would have got it. Oh, just four times. <laughs> yep. Four times. Yep. Just give us the clap and get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 band sung this? <laughs> Rembrandt, got it. <laughs> Immediately got it. That they had a song called Just the Way It Is, Baby. But no one told him his life was gonna be that way. Baby. Okay. <laughs> um Okay, and to uh, close out the brand name Yeah. Oh thank you. Uh, to close out the brand name portion of this round, uh, question five is, uh, which first Duke of Suffolk was a close friend of Henry VIII, married Henry's sister Mary, was grandfather to a queen of England, and was portrayed in Showtime's The Tudors by Henry Cavill? Lord Brandton Milkshire. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's gone. It's uh, it's Russell Brand. Russell Brand. <laughs> He's a vampire, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it, you know what's funny is like I, I'll listen to episodes and stuff, and um, of Quadrivia, I'm like, oh, I will get like immediately. It's just like my wheelhouse, and then I listen to uh, Jeremy. Usually, Jeremy struggle. And not just, uh, just whoever the whoever happens to be on that week, and they're like, oh, I don't know this. I'm like, it's obviously this. And then now here I am, you know, zero for five on um, brand names. <laughs> uh, Aaron, did you have a guess or? I got nothing on this one. Okay. Uh, well, this one was just Charles Brandon. So Brandon would have been fine. Uh, oh, finally. Yeah. Now there's a Brandon and I didn't say <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I was going to say, I think you said Brandon for like everything else. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was waiting yeah. for like Brandon something. No, this was just Charles Brandon. He was a close friend to Henry VIII. He married uh, Henry's sister Mary. Uh, by that line, or by his second wife, he was grandfather to Lady Jane Grey, uh, who was queen for about nine days. And uh, yeah, Henry Cavill played him in the Tudors. So uh, just Charles Brandon, or just Brandon would have been fine. Uh, so that closes out brand names. The other half of this round uh, comes from the suggestion of 80s movies, which uh, we twisted into uh, movies featuring octogenarians. So, <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. um, <laughs> do you, so, so do you usually twist around your suggested, um, your suggested uh, themes? This is a brand new mechanic I've brought in since coming back from hiatus. So, um, I should have done it four times by now. I've only done it twice. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of the idea is that people give the suggestion and then it's what they asked for, but also entirely what they did not ask for. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but the way I do it is I just, uh, the teams that are left at the end of the night, I roll a dice, pick them based on their rank, and then they get to give me the category. So it's not like the winning team gets to give me something. It's just whoever's name pops up on the dice. So. Right. Um, octogenarians let's do this yep so the way this one works is i'll give you the year the movie came out the octogenarian featured and then a film plot explained somewhat badly so okay. right. um so the first one in 80s movies is 2019 the octogenarian is christopher Plummer. nurse is blackmailed into covering up a crime but doesn't pay the ransom and ransom is capitalized Okay, so it's not an 80s movie. No, it, no uh, it's, they, it's they okay. movies featuring octogenarians. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. I thought it was like an 80s movie that featured an octogenarian, which is nope, what I got. Nope, this is okay. movies featuring octogenarians. Um, yeah, I, I'm. God, he was up for an Academy Award for this movie, too. Um, it, is this the one where he replaced Kevin Spacey as yes. the Getty? Uh, all the something money can't buy? Something like that? I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. I, something like that. Um, it, yeah, it's basically he like his grandson or something like that is kidnapped and he refuses to pay the ransom. Like he's the only one in the family that actually has the money is what I believe it's about. Yeah, it's Paul Getty and his grandson. Yeah, refuses to pay the ransom. All of the something money can or can't buy. That's that's can you guys fill in the words? All, is it all the things money can't buy? For everything else, there's MasterCard. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you pay for your grandson's year, apparently. Just a MasterCard instead. So is your answer all the oh. things money can't buy? No. It's okay. something. It's something like that. Like something. All the something. I think you're right. Now, now I'm not pulling it. All, all the... Are you thinking of all the money in the world? Yes. I think that's what it is. Sure. Why not? That's the, the that that's close that, enough. That's at least a movie. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I for the this is gonna drive me nuts because like I I'm usually really good with Oscar movies and this I think Christopher Plummer won for this, didn't he? Uh well I do believe he did win for all the money in the world. All the money in the world. Okay, there we go. 
but that's not what this movie is. Oh, God damn it. Oh. All the Money in the World came out in 2017, for the record. Um, this one was the movie Knives Out. Oh, oh my God. It totally <laughs> is. Yeah. The nurse was the... Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, there's a character in the movie named Ransom. There and is. And she doesn't pay him. Uh, oh, played my by God. Chris Evan. <laughs> what, are the, what, what are the chances, though, that all the money in the world also was about <laughs> a, a ransom that mm-hmm. he did not pay? And the kid got his, like, ear cut off. Yikes. Yeah. Probably with a knife that was out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, wow like that no you're absolutely right the 2019 is absolutely knives out yep oh my god um so the next one in 80s movies but actually (laughs) um actually actually. yeah um actually we're wrong yeah (laughs) well it's like yeah i think he did win an oscar for that that's just not this movie so um but so the second one in 80s movies is the movie is two came out in 2009 the octogenarian is betty white and your plot is pa agrees to commit immigration fraud in exchange for a promotion i i know this one hands down i'm gonna let them uh take a shot at it though i don't know i don't know any movies that betty white was in besides golden girls which isn't a movie um well i will tell you this ryan reynolds is also in this movie as is um sandra bullock if that helps you Sandy. Unless I'm thinking of the wrong movie, it's got it has to be this movie. No, I think yeah, because right uh, basically she's going to lose her uh, citizenship because she's from Canada, I think, or something. And going to get it's, it's kind of backwards because Ryan Reynolds is from Canada. But like so she's going to marry uh, her secretary, basically, which is Ryan Reynolds or her assistant. Um. And I believe it's the proposal. And Jeremy is spot on. Uh, it's a yeah, great it's, movie. it's it's the a proposal. And the scene with Betty White um, singing. Um, yeah, I won't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, get low. Yeah, get low. <laughs> While dancing Betty... around the fly- fire, like a chant. It's like to the window, to the window, to the wall, to the wall. To to the the wall. wall. <laughs> yeah. And she's like dancing around a fire, performing a ritual to it. And it's. Like, I think that's the moment I fell in love with Betty White, because I believe that's the first thing I saw her in. And I I just loved it. Did she um, say the line till the sweat, sweat dropped on my balls? Yeah, I believe yes. so. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, Sandra Bullock gets in on it and starts, like, like <laughs> yeah. trying to, like, she's stressing out over something. Just starts, yeah. like, like, talking the song out, too. Yep. Like, it's it's hilarious. Yep. <laughs> it, it's uh, but... literally one of those, like, rom-com movies that, like, everybody will like. It, it's... Mm-hmm hands down one of the funniest movies i've yeah. seen in a long time oh yeah it's a great movie um but yeah so absolutely right on that one uh so the third one in 80s movies is also from 2009 the octogenarian is ed asner and your plot inflation prompts a senior citizen to flee his problems by and large and find his paradise <laughs> i got this one too <laughs> i love it <laughs> oh man um oliver aaron uh the only ed asner movie i know is elf well when uh, you're, when you're so another far one down one. when you're so far down there's no way to go but even further down 
if you're at rock bottom, you can only go one direction, and that's Harry Black Styles. Black Tar Heroin. Yes, Black Tar Heroin. Black Tar Heroin. God damn it. Why did I think of Black Tar Heroin? They have the famous uh. Ed Asner movie from 2009, Black Tar Heroin. <laughs> hey, kid, why didn't you come over here? This shit's pretty the, good. The new Pixar film, Black Tar Heroin. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think you guys got it, but for our studio audience who's playing along at home, can one of you say the answer? Uh, I think think we don't have to look this one up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This one is absolutely up. Uh, Inflation. Yeah. And uh, also, the company later featured in Wally, or previously featured in Wally, BNL, stands for by and large. Uh, and they were the ones who were trying to buy his house. So, um, is that how you spell "by and large"? In that context, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think oh. they spelled it oh. "by in large," but yeah. So yeah, "by and large," uh, with just "by," that would be the right. more correct spelling. But that was it. In uh, yeah, in context of the Pixar movie, it is "by." like by purchasing something by and large so um and your fourth one in 80s movies the year is 1998 the octogenarian is ellen albertini dow your plot occasional musician inadvertently meets his idol while high and idol is capitalized was there a movie billy idol was in that's what i was trying to think too that's exactly where my mind went when you said idol is capitalized was he in a movie called White Wedding? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're cruising along at 30,000 feet. Inadvertently meets his idol while high. Nobody talks to Billy Idol like that. Oh my god. I know what this is. I, it just clicked. I'm pretty sure since Aaron's quoting it, he probably I, I didn't even I didn't even think about the quotes. I was trying to yeah. think of like who this actress was, and now I realized... Uh, she's gonna hip hop, hip it to the hip it to the hip hip hop. She won't stop a rocking <laughs> to the bang bang boogie. Um, does, does that help you, Oliver? Nope. <laughs> so, your name is gonna be Julia Gulia. <laughs> you were uh, on the track. You were on the right track with White Wedding. If, but if, since if I DJ's... told you Adam Sandler was in this movie, a wedding singer, yep. mm-hmm. the go. wedding singer, an occasional so, musician. I was so trying to figure out watch... why I knew that name. I'm like, no, I know this name. This like uh, Ellen Dow, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I know this name. I've heard it somewhere, and then it, yeah. She's yeah, the only. I only watch movies singer. once, and I I never watch movies more than once, and so they just in one ear and out. Like you know, I'm not a movie rewatcher. Gotcha. Um, your last one in this round of 80s movies. The year is 2016. Your octogenarian is James Earl Jones. And your plot, an unlikely group of friends spends hours sending an email. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think Jeremy's got it. Yep. And again, something you mentioned earlier. I was going to say. It is something I mentioned earlier offhandedly. (laughs) Like a 
like certain members of that franchise yep. are offhanded. Yep. As in one hand is off. Yep. Usually the right <laughs> hand for whatever yeah, reason. Usually. <laughs> well, it does make sense actually if you're holding your weapon in a hand and that hand gets struck because that's how. Yeah. yeah James Earl Jones is in this movie for about a minute. Still counts. It does still count. <laughs> he is credited with the movie. He is. Are you guys talking about Star Wars right now? We are. Which one came out in 2016? Uh... I'll give you a hint. It's not a numbered movie. Well, there's a number in the movie. It's it's, it's numbered, not an episodic it's number. It's not a number. Rogue One. Yeah. Yep. It's Rogue One. <laughs> Like, like, James Earl Jones in a movie in 2016. Like, I can't, like, I know he was in the new Oh, Lion and King, they're man. trying to get the Death Star plans off the planet, and the shield is preventing the transmission of this electronic message. <laughs> yeah. So they have to take down the shield, and then they can transmit the message, and it takes them hours. I, I just love, like, how, like, Star Wars technology works in general. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such an advanced society, but some of the things that they have to deal mm-hmm. with. Like uh, so going to find uh, a file in a data storage center. Right. <laughs> uh, what is it? Future future Imperfect is what they call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was that was my game. So good job. Um, I think the second half went better as the first half. And uh, the upco- we've got an upcoming one that we've been given. And I'm... Looking forward to seeing how these play out. People tend to enjoy them so far, so we'll see if they keep enjoying them. But yeah, so no, that's they're they're all really good. Uh, yeah. What what's the um? Kev, I mean, because this is going to come out. Yeah, uh, you know. this will yeah. So the one for this upcoming show, the request was Springfield. Springfield. So, uh, yeah. So. The I think the take I'm going on it are things found in a field in spring. It's going to be around on wildflowers and other plants. <laughs> <laughs> rabbits and such. Rabbit, yeah. <laughs> Might be some wildlife in there. What rabbits do in the fields during the spring. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. No, actually, my channel is rated mature. I don't have to keep it family friendly. No, you don't. So... <laughs> nope. Just like this podcast. There's a reason mature. that when I set up my Twitch, like, and you see that option, I'm like, you know what? I'm setting it to 18 plus. So if I say anything stupid, I can't get in trouble for it. <laughs> and speaking yeah, you of, can. <laughs> and speaking of Twitch, uh, Brittany, where can we find you hosting your games on there? Uh, that's an excellent question. Uh, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash Ginny Pond. That's G-I-N-N-Y-P-O-N-D. Uh, you can find me there for Ginny's Cozy Quiz Friday nights at 9.30 Central. Awesome. Uh, Aaron, where can everybody find you since you bring it up uh, and work our way you out can here? Find, you can find me floating around on the internet randomly. <laughs> uh, otherwise, once live so short picking up in the Fargo area, I'm sure I'm going to pick up some stuff there. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, Oliver? Uh, you can find me in a hot tub on Twitch because I believe that's the meta now. Uh, maybe not anymore. I don't know. Uh, where I'll write your uh, username on my arms if you throw throw enough bucks my way. Is that uh, is that the move? Yeah, and you have to lick your mic while so. doing yoga poses. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to get banned. Come on. Uh, well, no, as long as you've Once got Johnny Depp there, I think it's fine. 
uh so everyone can find me um i'm back to live on tuesdays in san francisco at the boardroom in north beach and my virtual trivia game uh is still every week on zoom on wednesdays at 7 30 p.m um www.speakeasytrivia.com um to get added to the list yay awesome and i jeremy I am Jeremy with Liquid Courage Entertainment in Chicago. Um, you can find me um, probably at a live venue in the near future once we get the details worked out. Um, but until then, and even after, because I'm not going anywhere, you can find me on twitch.tv slash LKJeremy or follow me on Twitter at JRWG, which I'm trying to be better at checking more regularly. Um, for us, you can find us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, send us a funny story. Uh, we're still working on that episode uh, of trivia stories uh, from the listeners. So please uh, send those our way. Uh, it can be anything. It doesn't have to be funny. It can be just anything that you found interesting uh, from a trivia show. Again, send that to quadriviapod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at quadriviapod and Facebook at quadriviapod. And of course, quadriviapodcast.com, uh, where you can vote on your keywords, submit a keyword challenge, uh, find a link to our Patreon there, um, and everything else. And yeah, please, uh, submit those keywords and submit topic ideas actually as well. We're looking for, uh, you know, things that you guys want to hear about, uh, on the show. What do you want to hear us talk about? Uh, things that you've maybe, uh, wondered about pub trivia that we haven't touched on yet, or something you want us to go deeper into that maybe you feel like we only hit the surface of, and there's a, a, a bigger discussion to be had. Uh, send that to quadriviapod at gmail.com as well. Uh, and then until uh, next time, guys, Aaron, do you want to give us our patented outro since you are our new, uh, new, uh, newest host here? Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, <laughs> the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Nicely done. Yeah, Being thrown I under the bus. <laughs> I was just going to go with it. And Brittany's going to say, yeah. Aaron, tell us about the keyword. I'm like, oh, this is going to be Well, good. because my episode, they made me describe what the keyword challenge was. I didn't give the keyword. They were just like, what's the keyword challenge? I was like, that's where we listen to porn music and you write a question. So... <laughs>